Hello and welcome to the Court Games LCG podcast hosted by me, Trevor Cuba, a.k.a. Kita Onimaru, as well as my co-host. I'm Zar, the Hardy Magistrate, and Trevor, together again, and we're walking on air. Too much? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Um, yep, I am no longer snowing, uh, shoveling snow, uh, you are no longer, uh, hosting, uh, co-ties until your voice rips out. What was up with that? I, it was started at LVO, I, I got sick after LVO, but I recommitted to Fort Worth, I felt better, it was just that, you know, I still had the residual cough, so I was coughing so hard that by the end of it, I tore a vocal cord. Oh, geez. Yeah. Was not fun. Ah, so what's going on with you up in Snowland? Have you made up with Elsa? Uh, well, it's currently full spring right now. So we're on the lookout for like when uh, um, one more nasty snowstorm is going to rear its r- ugly head and stuff. Honestly, it's like despite my absences, uh, it's been a relatively light winter. So I think we're done for the year. This honestly. is light. I mean, I'm in Michigan. You're in California. Do you even know what snow is? Yes, we see it in the distance in the mountains. <laughs> it's when the mountains become white instead of its normal hazy. And we could see the snow covering the mountains, and it's so beautiful. But uh, no, uh, Velvet's uh, over with, and uh, I'm on the way for a possible major job promotion. So oh. maybe I shouldn't say anything because if don't I don't jinx get promotion, it. I'm going to be. <laughs> Do not jinx it. If I'm if I'm suddenly absent from the podcast, and all you can hear is overwhelming sobbing coming from behind Sar, that you'll know what happened. So. Yeah. Do not <laughs> jinx it. Uh, anyway, so, so uh, let's see. Yeah, let's see here. So, um. We had a store championship. I streamed it, and I streamed the finals game also, which was me and Edward Kim. And um, mm-hmm. see, this is just... I lost because of my own stupidity. Can't blame RNG. Okay. Can't blame Edward getting lucky. Can't blame anything else. It was just I was stupid, and I chose not to win. Okay. <laughs> An interesting bold uh, or move, Cotton. Yeah. Um, I just screwed up the joke. <laughs> Yeah, I just I I I, I overcommitted on an attack and which left me completely open. And if I did not do that, I would have been able to hold him off, and uh, I would have been able to swing and drain his honor. Yes, I was playing Scorpion. He was playing Phoenix. That that's a reverse. <laughs> mm, well, normally he's be playing Dragon. Yeah, I was. Well, I would say. Uh, well, you're like. Kind of, well, a haughty magistrate, you are stereotypically a Phoenix player, but by your own admission, you, you do, you're you not that clad loyal, so. Uh, well, I'm only loyal to promos. That's my loyalty. Mm. I, hey. I, I'm I always playing Crane, even when they're terrible, which is not something that's happened in a while. Arguably, it's going on right now, but uh, if I'm not playing Blue, I'm not having a good time. No, it- if I'm not dueling, I'm not having a good time. Well, I mean, the time I had to run Daidoji Scouts, it was miserable. I mean, aren't you guys just like, you know, um, fostering, quote unquote, that kid from Dragonlands right now? Uh, Are we? I'm not aware. No, because we would have been fostering some children if Kuanan wasn't an idiot. Well, when is Kuanan not an idiot? 
Never. <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, you know what? You know what? Aquan is not an idiot when he's just a card. He's actually a really powerful card. <laughs> But, so I'm reading this fictions. I'm looking at Kawada and Yoshi just being terrible at their jobs, and then I'm slotting them in my decks because they're really good cards. So uh, I feel so dirty. Here's the other thing. Um, I've uh, you you so some people may know my intense hatred of the crab because of old RPG old um sorry uh, CCG lore. No, um, very my easy hate- to hate Kasada. Yes, but you know who's easier to hate right now? Who's that? Yoshi. Yoshi is so much easier to hate right now. I've stripped my crane deck and I put together. I stripped my crane deck and put together a crab deck. Just because you don't like Yoshi, what did Yoshi do to you? Oh, Yoshi is a being being. It's just like he's just like I don't like this guy. So automatically, I think he's lying, even though I was a, an idiot for not keeping closer tabs on what was actually happening in the empire with the emperor. So, okay. So, so be clear. We're talking about Yoshi, the fiction character, not Yoshi, the card, which he just got a experienced version of his card. Quote, right? unquote, yeah. Yoshi, the fiction Yoshi. Okay. okay yeah. Fair enough. Continue. <laughs> Do not like that Yoshi at all. Anyway, should we move on to upcoming events? Sure. What's our first couple of events? We got the the first two European Kotais, first one in Zaragoza and the another one that's in Spain, and the other one is in Dublin, and that is in um, Ireland, in case anybody Mm -hmm. did not know that. Um, Both of them are this coming weekend, um, so probably tomorrow for uh, or later today, or however the hell time zone works now. Um, Okay. And then we got Adepticon, that's in, going to be in Schaumburg. That's March 25th through the 30th. Um, let me just get exact dates um, for you guys. That's actually going I'm to going be to on one. the uh, 27th through the 28th. That's a Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Cote. Yep. And last one, in, the last one that we know is coming up is going to be in Alameda. That's going to be, we're calling it unofficially the Bote. So that's going to be from the 24th to the 26th, and uh, with the 24th being side events and all that jazz. That is the event I am shaming my Navy heritage by not going to. Because California is very far away from Michigan. And point of fact, I cannot sail there. Mm, I don't know. Sail down to Mississippi. Actually, if I get a boat. No, you take take Lake Michigan. Go through the the channel. Take the uh, Lake Erie. Then go all the way down. I don't know if there's a channel through Mexico, so I guess I'm going to have to go Panama. sail past uh, oh, the Panama Canal. There we go. All right. Now I just need to acquire a ship. Someone call <laughs> Yoritomo. Tell him I got like tree fitty. <laughs> um, cool. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Adepticon, I'm not going to be there, but Edward Kim's going to be there. And um, Alameda, I Definitely going to be there because it's just a drive up. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and we also got a whole bunch of store championship. The first one's going to be in. Um, looks like it's going to start out in uh, May. Is that? And did I miss anything that's coming up before that? You said store championship. Sorry, um, prime, champ- prime, prime championship. Okay, prime champions are different. Um, they happen oh, in stores, what? and it's uh, got championship was- in it. Same difference, right? They did just announce the Prime Championships, and if I was a good person, I would have that information available to you me. You and I be me both. Through FFG's horrible website right now. Okay. 
And, uh, well, you know, actually, there's many events here. It would be crazy for me to try to announce them all, especially for our international users. And there's things that are uh, still being added. So uh, if you go to Fantasy Flight's website right now, uh, one of the latest articles articles for Legend of the Five Rings is the announcement of their Prime Championships. And I am sure that this information is going to be added to FFG's horrible, horrible, labyrinthine-style website somewhere. Just keep clicking tabs until you find the information or you unlock Cthulhu. One of those two things will happen, assuredly. I mean, it's right there on the front page right now. Also... This is my favorite. Sure, this, is, I mean, this is my favorite thing right now. Um, so there's a store in London called Dark Sphere Mega Store that's going to be running a uh, a prime on the fourth of July. I mean, if that's just not the most British thing, I don't know what else. I don't know. <laughs> also, kind of glad to see that we're getting um, two stores in Thailand in Bangkok running um, prime championships. Ooh. So you know, I've one night in there. Bangkok and the world. Speaking of being a oyster. sailor. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, we got to keep this PG rated. So Don't we? Internationally traveled man on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, we do. Explicitly so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was I, in the Navy too. I know how it goes. Every time you start mentioning things, Seabass starts sweating profusely in his editing booth. <laughs> He's like, oh God, what is he going to say? What's going to happen now? Are we going to get? Hey, sorry, are we going to have to put politics? The... Oh yes, let's do. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, let the listeners know what you think about those people. <laughs> Which people? <laughs> you know, the people you have opinions about. Oh, those people. Yeah, I have lots those of opinions people. about those people. <laughs> oh, those people. <laughs> well, before we get to uh, those people, uh, let's see. Uh, I do have a store championship. It's coming up this weekend. I'm doing something a little spicy for the uh, for the prizes. I figured it's something I could add something to the people who come to this event. Um, I'm going to announce it later, so it's going to be a surprise when we get there and stuff. And I would be announcing it more, but by the time people are listening to this, uh, I will be running the event. So if, you have, if you're not in uh, Garden City, Michigan, well, you missed your chance. <laughs> well, and because this is a store championship, you guys can, you can play in the, um, in the tournament as well. It's not like it's a prime. Which is uh, that's uh you you bring up an interesting point that we had a conversation about this recently on Facebook talking about Fantasy Flight. Um, so I run tournaments as most people do, like you know try to follow the letter of the law, and the event kit for a store championship says it must be run as a casual level event, and I go to the Legend of the Five Rings. Uh, tournament document, and there is no casual tier there. There is relaxed, formal, and what's the third one? Premiere. Prime? Premiere. Okay. And you chimed in on Facebook saying like, oh, according to the Fantasy Flight wide document, there actually is only two tiers, casual and is it Premiere still? Casual and, oh god, I think it's Premiere. I want to say Premiere. So... As far as I'm concerned, all store championships are inherently illegal events that cannot be legally run. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to this, but, aren't we? 
But if I have it in my mind to run one of these rogue, inherently illegal tournaments and stuff, it would actually be at the relaxed slash casual tier. And thus, yes, I could play. But if I would have my hands full um, judging, uh, we I've got normally a pretty healthy uh, play group. And because it's a store championship, I'm expecting more people. Uh, so I'm going to stay hands off, just deal with prizes and running the tournament and stuff. We also have uh, Ryan Grant from Hisao Gaming is going to come up and start streaming oh, nice. the event. Uh, my store has a, um, large, um, areas dedicated to streaming already and stuff. So we're just going to use some of their equipment and get it out for everyone to see. So, uh, again, people, as they're listening to this, it will be already, you'll be going on right now or we'll all have already have passed. So, uh, check out the archive footage on Hisao Gaming to see how my event ran. Yeah. And, um, make sure you check out my Twitch channel also to see my humiliating defeat. Anyway, um, so that's all the events that's coming up, right? Uh, so next, uh, let's get to the meat of things. Uh, so the first thing is, uh, let's talk about this spicy new keyword because we just got a pack dropped on us last week, Rokugan at War, yeah. and it's got a nice little spicy keyword called Rally. And here's a yeah. and there's definitely a couple things you guys need to know about rally and this is me talking as judge right now. Um, so the text of the card say the text of rally is after this card is revealed in a province. So and that's the important thing there. After this card is revealed in a province, add the top card of your dynasty deck to the province face up. What the important thing about the revealed in a province thing is. It has to be flip face up. So if you put a card face up on top of a rally card and that card has rally, rally does not stack. That's probably the most important thing about rally. So you cannot put season of war on top of season of war and get a third card. Exactly. Unless, of course, you know, it's something like City of the Rich Frog and you just happen to get all three seasons of war on City of Rich Frog. At which case, I don't know what to tell you. At one point, like, as I, uh, I, I know people were, like judges were talking about this, and I was confused. Like, so if I have City of the Rich Frog and I get at least one or more uh, Season of War in there, I still get my fourth card. You actually, specifically City of the Rich Frog. Well, here's if you get if you get more than if you get City of the Rich Frog and you get more than one Rally card on City of the Rich Frog. Well, mm. if for each one of those rallies that's revealed, then yeah, you do get a card on top of it. Sure, 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 sure. But if it's one of the cards that you reveal that you put on top of city on top of rally card is another rally card, then no, you don't get another card. Mm-hmm. So cool, I mean, cool. yeah. So I mean, Trevor Crane doing anything with rally? Uh, Crane. Uh, that's a weird thing. Everybody's doing something with rally. Well, right now the most ubiquitous card, as we were talking about with rally, is Season of yes. War, which as a di- the first Dynasty event is already very interesting, and it like it the event itself is worth running. Uh, for one fate, you can stop the Dynasty phase, basically discard everything and everybody's dynasty and flip a bunch of stuff new mm-hmm. uh, face up and do a new Dynasty phase. Which I might add. On this second one, you do not gain fate for passing first. There's some, been some miscommunication going on about that. It says right on the card, do not collect fate. No, no, no. During the second test. Of okay, fate. so that that's that's a misconception. The seven. Okay, gaining fate. Uh, collect a uh, gaining fate. Uh, collecting. Do not collect fate. Right. That's the card. Yeah. Okay. The collecting fate is the initial seven or six or whatever fate you get. Um. From your stronghold. That's the collecting fate. 
gaining fate would be an effect like if somehow or another you have a Caillou envoy that gets, I don't know, gets sacked at least play for whatever reason, you would you would then still gain fate. Just as if you would gain okay. fate for passing first. Yeah, it's the passing first fate I'm talking about. Yeah, that's about. still so gaining if fate. I, if, if we're playing and then you pass first and then I play Season of War and then you go into your second uh, Dynasty phase and then you pass again, you gain a second fate? Yes, is this, this true? is true because that is gaining fate, not oh. collecting fate. Oh, well, then I was completely wrong just a second ago. Okay, well, no, you're, that's no. why it's good to have a judge on the on the, on the podcast. Well, look, believe me, we've had questions about this. Then we had to go over. I, uh, Me and Edward actually went about two rounds on this until he mm. specifically showed me in the RG where it says it's gaining fate, not collecting fate. And that's mm. a very important distinction. So you got rules lawyered by the dragon. Huh? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and he's not even a Kitsuki. He's a freaking Miramoto. <laughs> Double rules action. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he's got he's got a, a rules manual in one hand and a tournament <laughs> rules oh in the other hand. He's dual. He's like <laughs> okay. So uh, I don't know if anyone ever played this game called uh, Age of Conan a long, long time ago, but there was actually a build for the DPS class where you can actually have two books that you could that you could literally dual wield books. So, and we always called that the librarian build. <laughs> anyway, so Let's that's see. all you need to do with rally. Um, so, oh, but I was uh, before I I I, ta- I tangented into my wrong rule statement. Uh, the question is, how viable is rally? So, rally is really good. Inherently, it reduces your deck oh, size, yeah. which means that your whatever good dynasty cards you want to see becomes inherently more consistent. So, people are just doing it's an this is an auto three X card. If you're one of the clans that are lucky enough to get other cards with rally on, I think. Lion has a few. I think Unicorn has a few. Um, by all means, I encourage people to put stuff as much rally into your decks as possible. And I think you're going to know when enough is enough. I think after playing a few rounds, you're like, oh, my deck's going too fast. Uh, but as of right now, it's just making things more consistent. Same thing with a stu- uh, with a City of the Rich oh, Frog, yeah. which is adding two more cards to your opening uh, flip. Uh, this is, it's just make it, giving you more options on the table, uh, spreading things out. Uh, if you have a, say the standard number of holdings in the game right now is somewhere around 12 to 14, um, which sometimes like that's pretty average, but sometimes you could really choke you. You, you just flip a bunch of holdings. you like feel really bad. Uh, this spreads that out a whole lot. So, uh, both these cards are really good, but we're going to talk about City of Rich Frog a little bit more in depth in like one second. So let's right. just do that. Yeah. So City of the Rich Frog, um, love this card. Uh, there's only one, only one of my deck is not running this card right now, and wow. that is my what scor- is this failure of a deck. Scor- <laughs> Look, I don't know how. Can you really call Scorpion deck a failure deck, though? I mean, I don't think it, they can fail. I think the, the tournament results have proven this. I mean, yeah, they've won. They, we've had two Cotes, and they won both so far. Mm. Yeah. Um Suffix in this game never change. Right? Um it's uh yeah, and uh, of course at Fort Worth we had a Scorpion Crab finals, so it was like two thousand eighteen all over again. Yep. Yeah. Never seen a never seen a, a, a Scorpion Crab uh finals at a at a major event. That's a new one. Yeah, right. 
Well, it didn't happen at Worlds. <laughs> I mean, it can't have it all the time. Right? <laughs> but no, City of the Rich Frogs. So um, absolutely love this card. Like, like I said, mm-hmm. only one of my deck is not running it, and that's because it's Scorpion, and Scorpion doesn't really need to run it. Uh, I am running it. I think most people... So here's the thing. There are some decks out there right now that are on this hyper weenie thing. And what you do is you just fill your deck up with a bunch of one and two cost characters. You play those who serve to make them all really cheap. And then with um, City of the Rich Frog, you can bust out like six little tiny characters for next to no money, which is kind of ridiculous. Oh, yeah. uh, really bad in Kravitz, really bad, especially bad in Lion, uh, who are also using that as a form of honor deck. Because they just buy with all their 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 cards to accelerate how many little weenies they can see. They're seeing upwards to like sixteen characters in a single lucky round if they just roll their dice well enough. And then they play the crane card festivals, uh, or festival of fortunes. Honor everybody. They all die, and then you just honor out of the game. Yeah, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Actually, the phoenix honor is kind of probably doing the same thing too. Honor's doing it. I, I have a suspicion that Crane can do it a little bit too. Yeah. I think almost anyone can do it, honestly. Uh, no, no, you um, gotta have so, the uh, you gotta have that critical mass of cheap cost characters, which I sure. I think all yeah. you do is uh, you just put a bunch of Shugenja in there, and you, then you play uh, uh, the uh, unicorn card that generates a bunch of little tiny uh, uh, unicorn spirits. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. The that one firework strategy. So yeah, <laughs> many people can do this mm-hmm. <laughs> if they really wanted to. Uh, those are the car- those are the decks that are like really abusing Rich Frog, which not so much of like their detriment to the game, but there's something you have to be watch uh, watch out. I'd say especially Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think any sort of deck benefits from seeing more Dynasty thing. Uh, same thing with Rally. It's you're seeing more of your car- of your deck. Um, if you have a key card that you need to see or really want to see, the odds of seeing it go really high. As I was saying it spreads out the holdings. Um, in Crane, I've snuck one or two Ujis back into the deck because, uh, even back in Ujis' heyday before the errata, he was leaving play because you'd have these rounds where, oh, there's just no one worth buying because the the deck's all clunky right now. You're seeing more Narishima to kind of like cycle things through. Um, Uji could just get this pick of whatever the heck he wants nowadays so having one or two ujis floating around is really good um anyone who wants to see a variety of things uh and you're seeing some strategies where it's like oh i really need to build a deck around this one character between rally and city there's frog it's very easy to do so these days yeah i think um we're i think rich frog is probably down the line going to get um either that I, okay, I know there's been a lot of talks in the community about um, how do we fix Lion, how do we fix the Tower decks, how do we fix Fan. Uh, honestly, I think it's going to need to be, we got to look out at Rally, and that's not something that we can really, you know, look at right now. We got a couple, we got a bunch of store championships, but I think we really need a big tournament like a Kote, where both car, both Rally, bo- both uh Rich Frog and those who serve and uh, Seasons of War is legal before we can really make any meaningful, um, you know, we could see it before Tyler can really make any meaningful change. Are, are you thinking that Rally and City Rich Frog are going to be problems? Are they problematic? I think it's going to be, uh, it's Rally and Rich Frog on their own is not going to be a problem. The problem, I think, comes in with um, those who serve. Okay. 
I mean, many people have pointed out, you know, other podcasts and the people just talking online have pointed out like those who serve is a problem specifically because it can reduce costs down to zero. Yeah. So all the one costers become free. Um, and the general consensus in the community is you give that thing an errata that says, hey, it has to do a minimum of one. And that card becomes just super fine. Still playable, just super fine. Yeah. I mean, I think a one, I think reducing it to one is still fine. Mm. So you don't, you know, at least you, at least you're still mm. spending fate, right? I think that's yeah. like the important thing here. It's something I really know, like, not so rally, but specifically Season of War, the most popular card that I just said should be a 3x every deck. Season of War actually shuts down uh, those you serve. It does. Yes, it does. So when, so if you have City of the Rich Frog, you have, like, six cards floating around. You can just have one of your cards just be Season of War and just leave it there, you know? You just look at your opponent's thing, mm-hmm. you see a bunch of one-costers, and he's not going to play the the those who serve because he's scared of the season of war. Well, you just keep your card right there for the entire length of the game. Um, the rally effect only works once, but hey, you've got other slots. you got five other slots. Just buy things. Oh, seriously. <clears throat> so I think just play around there. I don't think anything is... but I think rally and City of the Rich Frog both uh, are a good thing for the game overall because... Uh, one of the fun things about this game is how consistent your uh, fate hand is, your conflict hand. Yeah. Um, doing the same thing with Dynasty makes the game more consistent and also accelerates things. Yep. So these are good, all good things and stuff. Uh, those who serve and the fan of command, well, we can talk about those later and stuff. That's actually a good question uh, or a topic we could bring up someday of what is a, a quote unquote problem with card design? I, um, there's some different theories out there about like, you know, what's air quotes broken, what's an oppressive or degenerate strategy, and what's just good old fashioned efficiency. And I think there's some differing opinions there that's worth exploring, but not right now. Uh, right. Because <laughs> we really got so much Yeah, time. right. Uh, so do we want to talk about Seasons of War or have we talked about that enough? Or is there anything more you want to say about Seasons of War? Uh, no, I think I've covered everything I want to share yeah. about. Okay, so final thoughts on the pack. Who do you think are the big winners and uh, losers? Oh, I think it's way too early to tell. Um, I can't recall, and part of the problem is because, as I always say, I'm like super crane focused. I haven't really looked at other people's things. Uh, I haven't seen anything that's like individually super game-changing, something you can like drastically build a strategy around individually. There is something to be said about, you know, between Rally City War and the new Battlefield car, I think it's like Field of Ruin, it's called. Yeah, I think so. I um, there, we're starting to see the possibility of um, Dynasty Mill decks, where you could just lay on the effects of like forcing your opponent to cycle through all their cards, and then they lose five honor, which with a little bit of extra honor on your side, or dishonor companies <clears throat> on your side, could just dishonor them rather quickly through the game. Um, I hear rumors of that one. I don't know how consistent they are at this point. Um, honestly, Adepticon is going to be the big game changer to see like, what new strategies are really coming out right now. Because uh, as of recording this, only about a day or two ago, uh, they released pack one on Jigoku. He- shout out to the Jigoku developers. Seriously. Uh, for getting those changes out there real fast. But, uh, yep, it's uh, what's again Wild Wild West time online. So head over to Jigoku and try all kinds of weird. All... It's crazy town. Anything's viable right now. I don't know what's going on. Do you know what's going on? 
Uh, no, not really. But I do want to say, uh, actually, do you play this game? You don't know what's going on. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I barely play this game. I mostly just judge it. Uh, but no, I think like um the big winner for me in out of this pack is uh lion and uh, lion crab and unicorn. Okay, because well, like three people, but okay. rally I heard, yeah. and um also unicorn has a card that a lot of people I think is sleeping on, countryside trader being able me being able to resolve um. When I'm attacking uh, Scorpion and they got uh, Before the Throne, being a me, if I get to resolve Before the Throne and steal two honor from my opponent, and then they it, it basically negates any honor gain or loss, so hmm. makes Before the Throne completely inert, in my opinion. So was Before the Throne a key factor in decks? Even the um, <clears throat> mo- I'm seeing it a little bit more these days, but I haven't seen Before the Throne appear in many traditional Dishonored decks, which is usually just Scorpion and Crab. It is, um, and that's because it's like it's five province strength. You have to break it. It's like very easily farmable. Yeah. So but I haven't seen a lot of decks actually play it. Well. That was before we ran into things like uh, the tower decks. Tower decks really just whatever sure. they attack, they just want to break right away, right? And sometimes sure. when I when when you're a tower deck, you're sometimes hitting like uh, you know you're attacking before the throne at you know maybe five or four honor. Mm. And yeah. if I if I'm able to steal two honor from you as a scorpion player, and then I got two back and a compliment, that's game. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, there's also something you said as you bring it up these tower decks of the weird flash evolution of the meta that happened in the last couple of months uh, where, okay, so step one, all these tower decks start showing up. You want to protect your tower decks from really crazy things like I can swim or noble sacrifice. So, and also scorpion is an issue always. Uh, mm-hmm. So you play Ichiru. Yeah. Ichiru is a fun normal card. And it says anyone who's with an attachment can't receive a dishonor token. Protects from a lot of Scorpion's old shenanigans. And a lot of people were saying like, oh, uh, Scorpion is like ruined now because of this and some other changes that happened. So, uh, <laughs> Scorpion just switched slightly to a situation where they're focusing less on distributing dishonor tokens to people and letting them die and now they're just going straight for honor points with the air ring um and before the throne which has popped up more in decks i still don't think it's like that prevalent but it's more around than it was it's in enough um top tier player decks that you need to start being you need to respect the province you're attacking a little bit more now Mm -hmm. You need to have some way of dealing with it a little bit more. The kind of the, the corner of a lot of top te- top tier decks has tended to be like really devastating province rolls, usually mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the big pillars of it. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, the province row for score. I mean, and it's crazy, but remember how everyone was saying that Scorpio's never going to run Toshiranbo? Guess what? <laughs> I mean,. They are. I'm. It's showing up a couple of times right now. Um, maybe this is the scrubbing me talking, but I don't know why it's there. Soju. Uh, oh, just to get, put more faith on Soju. Well, you're kind of rolling the dice if Soju's going to land on that one province, aren't you? Well, yes and no. I mean, he's got four chance. He's got uh, with um with seasons of war now. There's a higher chance of him showing up there. I mean, I guess. I I don't sure. know. Look. <laughs> Bro, put it in his deck, so I'm going to try it out. 
listen, I yeah, like we'll respect that he knows what he's doing. Also, every I, I'm inherently scared of Toshi Rambo anyway because when I was at Worlds in one of the like the pickup matches, I'm sitting there, I'm up against Scorpion, already expecting to have a bad time, uh, because that's just how bad the matchup is. And then out of nowhere, he's he's like not dishonoring me. I'm like, what's going on? And then Yoritomo flips up, oh. and then he charges Yoritomo out of Toshi Rambo, and I'm like. What's going on? <laughs> Yuri Tomo is like a 15-15 right now. And I'm getting destroyed. <laughs> yeah, Toshi Ronbo is uh, Yuri Tomo's. It, it, I wish I like Yuri Tomo better than I do, but I don't. Yeah. No. Anyway, uh, uh, shall see. we move on? Moving along to... To talk about things going on in the community, for those who don't know, the Discord League is back. Um, it came back a little less than a month ago. It is currently ongoing, and I reached out to the Discord League folks uh, to see, get their input about what's going on. Jmart, one of the developers over there at the Discord League, also uh, by the name of Joel. So uh, please have a listen. So, uh, final uh, shout-outs. Anything you would like to shout-out, Uh Not a whole lot. I guess uh, my shout-out really is to um, to Max Williams and Arash of Gahi for, um, you know, helping us out and uh, pitching in when we really needed a co-host, whether if you were frozen or, you know, if I was under, if I was suffering from the, uh, the plague. Uh, yeah, so really thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Um, just uh, one of the reasons why I, I love this community is just like people always willing to pitch in at the last minute, sometimes under duress. Maybe not, but who knows. Speaking of absentee's host, I want to give a shout out to uh, Finbar, uh, Akasha Steelfer, who has um, started putting some videos on YouTube. I mean, he does a streaming on Twitch. Uh, and he's been recording those things and putting them on YouTube. So if you go to the, uh, the, um, Facebook groups and search through that, you can see the, some of the po- things he's posted, or you know what? I'll just have Seabass post the information in the show notes. Once I stop recording and put that into the show notes, that'll be a thing to do again. Like one of the reasons that Fidbar left is has a lot more to do with the scheduling because, uh, he's in London. I'm here in America. Uh, meeting up to talk about things was a hard thing to do, especially if he had Mm -hmm. things he wanted to like get off his chest in the moment. So that's what he's been doing as various news has been coming out of fantasy flight and coming online and stuff. He's able to just record his thoughts and put it out to the public, you know, as soon as he's thinking about it, you know? So without having to wait for my silly butt to try to find some time fighting snow to get online and record with him. Right. That's uh, yeah. Mm. So, I don't have anything else, I got to say. Um, I guess the last thing is to plug the Patreon and uh, the RPG side. I know they've, I don't know, have they released, I haven't I haven't done check my podcast feed lately, but uh, I know they got a lot of stuff, uh, especially with the Path of Waves and um, the new Phoenix book that was just announced. They got a lot, I'm pretty sure they got a lot to say about those two things. So I'm um, going to yeah, check them our, out. Our, our, our sister podcast, the Court Games RPG uh, RPG podcast, hosted by uh, Kikita Kaori and Kovar, uh, they've been recording a lot lately and stuff. I honestly, uh, they've got some interesting things that people they've been recording with. I'm not sure uh, what all I'm allowed to say, so check out their podcast and find some exciting content <clears throat> that's been coming out lately over there and stuff. Not like us, who could barely keep a schedule or <laughs> or coherent thought between us. 
<laughs> I blame the plague. I mean, I blame many things. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're uh, not a fan uh, or not a part of the Patreon, please check it out. It goes to support this podcast, the sister podcast, uh, the web page that uh cbass has finally put out which is uh courtgamespod.com where cbass has finally got the outline uh accepting applications so you could put um a lot of fan-made content on there if you have some ideas something you want to put out there go check it out uh there's a lot of content already going in there and he's tweaking it daily so uh please keep it up yeah i think it's a pretty good looking website if i don't say so myself Mm mm-hmm uh, and finally, give a shout out to my favorite judge in the world, Ruth Ginsburg. Oh, yeah. Keep no, I'm not going to complain fight. that one. Yeah. Go <laughs> RBG. Yeah, there you go. You, you sweet, sweet lady. <laughs> Please stay alive. <laughs> I got anything else? Sorry. <laughs> Recording this on March 10th. Go out there and vote, people. If you haven't already. Yeah, vote. No, okay. It matter. Okay, you know what? It matters who you vote Listen, for. If, so vote. If if you don't vote, you know what happens? Those people win. Yes, those people. <laughs> anyway, right, sign our everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>